Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fascinating Nouns. Remember, this is the galaxy's most trusted source for incredible people, places, things, and ideas. Now here at this curious nexus point, we explore the strange, unusual, offbeat, bizarre, intriguing, interesting, invigorating, quirky, quaint, quizzical, weird, wild, and wacky. The fun, the frivolous, and the fringe, plus all the spaces in between. I'm your host, Daniel J. Glenn. A quick word of warning at the top of the show. Tonight's episode is not for the faint of heart. And should your heart experience a fainting episode, I urge you to immediately contact a cardiologist. I wrote that one myself. Tonight, the pun romaniac, the astromay of wordplay, the grown factory himself, Ben, all shun in fear of his pun Zeke, is on the program. Now, this man is a multi-time reigning world pun champion. He's also been called by some, me, the most articulate man in pro wrestling today. Ben, Zeke, thank you for being on the program. Thank you for having me. So you are, uh, let's get this right, so you're a nationally ranked pun master. So what do you guys call yourselves? Uh, technically, I call myself the world's champion. The, <laughs> are you? Well, because the name of the contest is the O. Henry Pun-Off World Championships. But now how do you, qual- now how do you get certified as a world championship? I mean, is, is it just because there aren't any other ones, or is it... Well, it, I'm guessing... How many international contestants do you have, is really the point of my We question. actually have had a few. I know we've had... Uh, I've seen contestants from Scotland and Australia there. Really? Yeah. How do they do? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are transplants now living out in Texas or wherever they're living. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there's a couple... There was... I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but... There was a guy and his father, both from originally from Scotland, who competed a couple years ago. No kidding. Yeah. Well, see, here's here's what's funny about it is it's uniquely American in a way. Well, it's it's English, but it's American English because you got to think, you know, puns even in Britain they use different words. You know, you can use lift as you know different meanings. You know. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, mate. I, I mean, if you go back, uh, historians have approved there's actually puns even in the Bible. Is that right? Yeah. So Moses was uh, the first world champion <laughs> pun slinger. Well, because, I mean, uh, you know, I guess the trans... I don't know the whole story, but the, the translation of Simon, yeah. in a way, is rock. So so it's like, on this rock I stand, you know, or whatever like that. And Yeah. So I did not know that. Yeah. So do you know the history of puns? Can you give me... I don't know the full history. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, there's just... It's, it's one of those things... Um, there's a, there's a book out there called The Pun Also Rises that yeah. traces puns through history. Yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful book. It's a really brilliant book. Um, uh, but it, there's so many puns and no one really knows where it began, began, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think it was used back in really big wartime as, as people tried to use verbal jabs mm-hmm. rather than actual physical fighting right you know the intellectual the intellectual one-upsmanship was as important as the physical or weaponry one-upsmanship yeah are you talking later than like tribal and barbaric times you mean like yeah we're talking about like ancient greeks ancient romans yeah you know. um so let's talk about this contest so what well let's define a pun so I've got <laughs> I've got the definition here as by the contest, but oh, I want to see if you you, exactly. want me, you want me to read it or go ahead. That, that, okay. That's probably Steve Brooks's uh, pun. It's possible. So so there's two definitions actually yeah. that are acceptable uses of 
what a pun qualifies as a pun in, yeah. in the contest. Number one, uh, wordplay using homonyms that deliberately exploit ambiguity between similar sounding words for humorous or rhetorical effect. Number two, a form of euphemism or double entendre where an alternate meaning is suggested for a word for comedic effect. I assume most of those have to be sexual in nature, is my guess. Um, not necessarily. I mean, uh, a lot of people uh, relate the word innuendo to sexual innuendo, and yeah. sometimes it comes out that way. It, what come, are the, it comes at you one day, not innuendo. <laughs> See, there's, there you go. There's there you go. Um, That's some world but, champion stuff you're getting right. You don't have to travel to Texas. You got it right here. Uh, but I and I love both types. I love I love coming up with double meanings for words. I love that. I love you know so slightly similar sounding words as well. Yeah. Well, what what would be a non? I mean, you're talking to an idiot here. So what would be a non-sexual innuendo? I I don't even know. Well, I mean. Don't you don't know, know either. Uh, well, I mean, innuendo is is not necessarily sexual. Right. It's when no, you put that's sexual true. in front of it, becomes sexual innuendo. Right. Yeah. Um, it just becomes something that's not what you're expecting. Um, Steve Brooks, who comes who gives this definition every year, does tells can't explain it a lot better than I am. No, that's all right. I didn't mean to put you in spot. I just I really was sitting here wondering. I don't think I've ever heard like a regular like an you know. A mundane innuendo, mm-hmm. or a, you know, or an animal innuendo, or something. Um, so, so now there's there's a couple of different contests here. So, mm-hmm. how does that work? I mean, you're because you're the this year you're a double champion. You're right. like a tag team champion. Right? I won. I won both of them this year. Um, well, every year they have signups. Uh, this year they actually posted when they were going to open the signups, and uh, this thing is growing in popular popularity every year. This is. This year, I believe, was the 36th annual one. This goes back to the 70s, this competition. Wow. Yeah. Um, this past year, I should 2013 was the 36th. But they it keeps growing, and people love it. Because um, there's two different types, right? Right. So there's punt slingers, yeah. which is uh, they take a maximum of 32 contestants. Oh, you have to sign up early? Or do you have to qualify? They're qualifying early? No, you have to sign up. It's just first come, first served. Yeah. That's why when they put out the notice of when the signups were going to open, and they finally opened them, they were full within within like eight hours. Now, do you get a free entry because you are the reigning champion? Oh, it's always free for everyone. No, but I mean like let's say you you're like, you want to sit on it a little bit. I mean, do you, uh, are you guaranteed no, a spot? No, no guarantees. See, that's no. BS, man. Like, the, <laughs> no, like the returning champion should be able to come back and return, you know, like defend his crown. Uh, yeah, take, take but no there's, there's, there's just, no, I really don't, because there's so many people who want to do this, and uh, and everyone's just and most of them are just really brilliant. Um, I just make sure I get in there early. Yeah, yeah. So the pun and the pun slingers is kind of like the dirty dozens of punning, isn't it? Like you're going, it, yeah, kind of like rap it's, battling, it's head to head, yeah. Um, basically you're put up there on stage with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bracketed tournament, like the final four, whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's incredible. Yeah. I took a, take a look, took a look at the bracket. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it's like a final four. It's like one half of a final exactly. four tournament. And then they put you on stage with your opponent. They give you a topic and they pick someone to go first. And that person has five seconds. Yeah. Five count. Let's say not even five seconds, a five count, uh, to come up with a pun based on that topic. Good or bad. As long as it's a pun. You know, right. in fact, it's one of the one of the popular sayings at the the pun office. It doesn't have to be good; it just has to be a pun. Right. Um, and once you come up with one, your opponent has five seconds or five count to come up with one. Go back and forth until 
either you can't think of one yeah within the five count and then you're eliminated or if you think or if you say one that's already been said or a pun on a word that's already been used uh that's a strike oh so someone's keeping track of these words that are being used absolutely yep wow yep and then three strikes you're out yeah i mean there's a tactic some people use and there are things like if they can't think of one off the top of their head they'll come up with a pun based on one they've already had so they get the strike but they get the another five seconds to come up with a new one. Oh, i see um is that so what are some of the dirty tricks people use like what would be what are some of your can you give some of your secrets I don't. No know. one from the competition will be listening to this. Podcast. I personally don't really have any secrets, honestly. Uh, just being good, just God, just straight God-given talent. It, it's literally, it's literally like a rolodex in my mind. Um, I know there's been people uh, in recent uh, history who's, who've been coming up a stage with little notebooks and they've been writing down the words for the punch. So they don't repeat them. You can do that. Uh, it's it's not really against the rules, no. Uh, you and you seem like a very laid-back guy, man. Like for <laughs> for a guy who's got. The you know the pedigree I guess pedigree is not the right word but the uh, you know the the winning history that you do you think you'd be a little more competitive? Well, you know it's 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 a it's a fun competitiveness. Um, no such thing, man. Oh no, and this one there. Was, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I know when I go. I down want you there, off for blood, man. <laughs> I because I know when I go down there that any pretty any it's a, it's it's just like in pro wrestling anyone can be beaten on any given day. Yeah. I mean, heck, it depends on the topic too. If you get a topic that you're not familiar with. Yeah. You're sunk. We a couple. I was watching one of the rounds uh, last year, the year before, and the topic was space travel. And I'm like, if I get, I can get past maybe the names of the space shuttles, but yeah. after that, I'm sunk. What about like Mars? And can you use planetary? Does that have to be like on the? Sh- does that have to be? It has to be really on topic. Really? Yeah. So they don't. There's no leeway. So if you got space travel, you couldn't say like you can use comet or. Um, you probably couldn't use. Comet, but you might be able to use word, a pun on hurdle because you know the comet hurdles through space. You know, yeah. So you know, uh, I'd, I'd I'd go on with another pun, but my throat hurdles a bit. You know, because <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Space. It is beautiful to watch your mind work. <laughs> you know um, what's fun? Here's what's funny. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I've always borderline despised puns, only because, like, here's here's a couple of quotes, and this is what's so funny is I was researching this topic. People are so disparaging on puns. Like I've always had like a like an internal like dislike of them, but um, but I've never been overtly against them. But like listen to some of these quotes. Um, Ambrose Bierce, who I have no idea who that is, he was just quoted in an article, says that puns are a form of wit to which wise men stoop and fools aspire, <laughs> which is like that's like a kick in the nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now, what do you? How do you feel about that? Well, here's the thing, to the to a paranomasiac, which is the official term for a punster. Is that? <laughs> yeah, paranomasiac. Oh, like you spelled that for me? Uh, P-A-R-A-N-O-M-A-S-I-A-C, I believe it is. We are thrilled when we get a laugh. We are thrilled when we get a groan. <laughs> thrilled? Thrilled. Because here's the thing. What do you like better? Here's, I actually don't have a preference. I, I love them both. Because here's, here's the thing. Yeah. If you get a laugh, mm-hmm. that means someone got the pun mm-hmm. and they enjoyed it. And they appreciated it. Yes. If someone groans, they might, they might not have liked it, but they got it. Right, right, It's right. when you hear nothing, <laughs> that's when you start to worry. Uh, it, you really don't care if people... I would think I you'd mean, want someone to appreciate it, not someone to be like, oh, Jesus. Because, cause, you know, in their mind, they're like, darn it, I wish I thought of that. 
So I'm going to disparage them. No, uh, <laughs> some people just don't like them, but yet they get them. And those are the people who are more fun to tell them to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. Puns are an odd thing because a lot of people don't like them, yeah. but yet they'll get them, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, some of them aren't that hard to get. Right. I mean, there are, there are very, you know, intelligent puns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are some that are really elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, like, well, there's a classic one that's really elaborate. It's about, um, uh, a, uh, about Gandhi. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know this one at all. <laughs> about Gandhi. Uh, he walked everywhere for his protest, but barefoot. So he developed this hard on the bottom of his feet. Yeah. And of course, you know, he didn't eat a lot. Yeah. Uh, I hope I get it. And, uh, <laughs> but because he didn't eat a lot, his breath was really bad. Okay. And so one could say he was a super calloused, fragile, mystic, hexed by val- <laughs> vexed by halitosis. Yeah. <laughs> Who came up with that one? Some with a lot of time on their hands. That's, um. a, that's pretty. Uh, that is pretty elaborate. But it's. Mm. I mean, look. It's like any kind of joke. You know, like anything that's clever. Like I appreciate because mm. that requires quick wit. And that, and that's that's the thing about the pun is that, to me, there are no bad puns. There can be poorly crafted puns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not with you on that, but go ahead. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you continue this train of thought. Because I mean, a pun, no matter how much you groan, mm-hmm. if it's cleverly crafted, mm-hmm. you can groan all you want. It's good <laughs> because it's clever. Yeah. I think I think the punster's mind goes more for the clever than it does for the laugh. Uh-huh. Um, Gary Halleck is the producer and the MC of the pun off. And uh, he actually put it in a way that makes it almost legitimized. Um, <laughs> to, to to a punster's mind, a punster's mind is almost the same as a dyslexic's. Hmm. You know, with dyslexia, you're reading words or numbers or whatever, and the letters turn around or the words reverse themselves. You know. Yeah. It, in the punster's mind, you'll hear a word perhaps in someone's conversation that's emphasized or whatever. Yeah. And your mind just starts immediately riffing on. What can I turn that word into? Mm-hmm. And then you have the some cases of course, of which I am a member that have combined that with a little bit of OCD, yeah. um, in the fact that if once you figure out what that pun is, you have to say it no matter what. <laughs> some <laughs> some people can hold them in. Yeah, uh, I usually don't. Um, have you heard of? There's an affliction. I want to get to this later, but you segued right into it. There's an affliction called. Let me get the, the let me get the, the pronunciation correct. It's called Witzelschult. Have you heard of this? No. Witzelschult is an actual disorder. It's basically uh, incessant punning or joking or telling inappropriate t- telling inappropriate things at inappropriate times. And actually, it's caused by damage to the frontal lobe. Not suggesting that with <laughs> you at all. But have you heard of this at all? Uh. No, I haven't. Really? Yep. I'm going to give you, I'll give you some literature. Witzelschult. Witzelschult. It's a German word. Um, and there's a couple cases that, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're little, I mean, the cases are extreme, but I've met people who just cannot stop telling jokes or telling right. puns. And it's almost debilitating in a way. Yeah. You it, know? it sounds almost in a way like what, what television and movies have done to Tourette syndrome? <laughs> well, I mean, because yeah, I mean, like, if yeah, you know what, Tourette's if, for the pun. I mean, if you know anything about Tourette's, it's not all that. yelling out curse words, you know, like they do in the movies, TV. Yeah, you know. I was actually just at a play with a friend of mine, and there was a guy. It was so funny because ten minutes in, the play wasn't that funny, but this guy, every laugh was like, ah! 
and it was like really loud and sh- like short stop, you know, mm-hmm. like abruptly halted. And like, I, you know, I, I was like, what is going on here? And I talked to my friend afterwards and they're like, yeah, that person has Tourette's. And I was like, oh, it's just loud, like expressive, you know, sounds mm-hmm. that come out. You know, right. it's not necessarily swearing and, and cursing. And a lot of times it's cut off quickly at the end because they're yeah. trying to suppress it. Oh, is that that makes sense. Yeah. So do you? I mean, do you think that you suffer from Witzelschultz, or do you think I, having an no. advantage? Do you think that would give you an advantage in the contest? Not necessarily. I mean, uh, it, it, I, 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 a, I don't believe I suffer from it because even though I, I usually don't, I, ca- I can keep in my puns. <laughs> it, I have proven that I can. Um, do you think you're on the spectrum, the Witzelschultz spectrum that I just made up just a second ago? <laughs> I don't know, but Witzel Schultz Spectrum would be, be a good man for a rock band. Um, uh, no, I really don't think I am because, like, it, it's not. It's it's only triggered when you hear words. It's not it's not consistently looking for words. Yeah, that's true. which basically from what your definition of Witzel Schultz is. Um, oh, it's not my definition, sir. Or, or what Witzel should be. Um, or whistle while you work. Yes, exactly. Whoa. Uh, see? It's contagious, too. <laughs> it's contagious. Uh, um, Dude. Well, there's a shot uh, for that. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, how did you find that you had this, 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 this uh, condition, I don't know what, what, I don't know what I, they call it, the, I've the just, talent, skill. I have always been gift. thrilled with jokes. Thrilled with jokes and comedy ever since when I was a kid. Uh, I had a subscription, as a lot of kids do, to Highlights Magazine. Highlights for children. <laughs> Every episode of Highlights for Children, there were yeah. a section of jokes and a section of riddles. That's true. Whenever I would go to the library in school, you know, kids would go to the Hardy Boys section or, you know, the, read the sports magazines. I'd go right to the Bennett Surf joke books. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. the Ram. Because I mean, there's so many things. And that, that's the thing about puns is that there's so many different types of puns out there. And some of them that are, are just so wonderful but uh, are, have been lost to time. Well, it's funny that you mentioned, like, as you were a kid looking at highlights, because in some ways, puns are like children's jokes. You oh, know? yeah, most children's jokes are puns. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what, what's brown and sounds like a bell? Dong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that's true. But, like, they're like kids' jokes, you know? I mean, yeah. I think that's why people groan, because, you know, when you're an adult, usually jokes involve some form of the penis, and I think when you step away from that and you go back in time, you know, they're all like these things that a kid could understand. You know, kids mm-hmm. don't know a lot about the penis, luckily. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, that's true. But I mean, there's, I mean, there's, you can always do adult puns. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, but those are like the sexual innuendos. Well, I mean, I've, I've, heard, I've heard some uh, flat out. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I keep name dropping, dropping, but there's a competitor that comes to the pun off sometimes named Eric Ott. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a a, a wonderful um, uh, uh, routine a couple years ago uh, using Beatles songs, mm. and one of the one of the lines that I loved there was like, "I opened the door and the, and, uh, and they were watching Scandinavian porn. I never saw so much Norwegian wood." So um, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, it's wonderful. That's great. I love that. Uh, <laughs> And that 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 would be your that would be the B type using words in a different way. Sure. Um, Scandinavian porn. I wonder what that. That's, I don't even know what that is. So do you now? Do you have people that you fear when you go there? Like you don't want to be pun slinging against. There's there's you hope you don't get two. That there's two in particular that I've gone against 
every year that I've been there. Are you okay giving their names, or do you not want oh, them to have yeah. the satisfaction? They're of wonderful knowing? people. Are they? Uh, the first year I was there, back in 2009, mm-hmm. uh, I made it to the finals of the uh, of the punslingers. It was called High Lies and Low Puns at that time, but mm-hmm. punslingers. Um, it was my first time there. It was. It was, it was actually the backstory is that. The, the, the pun-off takes place at the O. Henry Museum in Austin, outside, in the back of the park. Yeah. That first year I was there, 2009, it started pouring. It was literally monsooning, mm-hmm. and they were going to cancel it. But uh, someone from the, from the pun-off went over to the Hilton right next door to the, 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 uh, the park there, and they let us use one of their convention rooms. Mm. Uh, so we had it in there, and I got to the finals where I was up against. There was, it was an odd number of people that year, so it was three-person final. Oh. And the idea on that one is you get a t- you get the topic, and then you go one two three one two three punning on the topic until someone gets eliminated. Then the other two have to continue on the same topic. Hmm. So between the three of us this year that year and the two of us finally, the topic was cooking, but no foods. You cannot use food puns. Mm-hmm. Just cooking, you know, utensils, stove, you know, yeah. appliances. We made these quick fire. 10 second punts for over 45 minutes straight. <laughs> uh, and I eventually came in, se- I, I, came, I lost, I came in second to a wonderful person named Matt Pollock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt is, a, he does improv down in Texas and he's just a wonderful wit. Um, and I was lucky enough uh, the following year to best him. Mm. Um, it's a rivalry. And, yeah. Uh, but that first year, also in one of the preliminary rounds, I went up against a guy named Dave Wallace, and Dave not from the Office. No, no. I'm not, I unfortunately I'm not familiar with the Office. I really never watched it. But my roommate Adam, he knows it. Um, but he would he would have gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he's listening, Adam. If you're listening, that one's for you. <laughs> uh, but Dave is is just this wonderful, wonderful. I I love punning with Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, and that's the thing about the pun off is that even though it's technically a competition, it's also camaraderie at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're one of those people who puns all the time, like you said, people might tend to kind of shy away from you because you're doing all these bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and I experienced that, but to actually go down there to Texas and meet all these people who do the same thing that you do, it's, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, it's akin to thinking you're the only Three Stooges fan in in the world, and then finding out there's a convention. You're like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, Is know, there a Three Stooges convention? There used to be. I haven't seen. It. I haven't heard oh. of one recently. Wow. I know that uh, the Alex Theater in Glendale does a Three Stooges festival every year. Did they not show know that. they show movies on the big screen. Oh wow, it's That's awesome. Fun. But I mean, just, it's funny because uh, we go down there, and the the, the night before the pun off, there's always a banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone gets there, and then you'll see everyone, you know, get in a circle, shake hands, say, you know, what what happened with your year, you know, how you doing, this, that, and the other. And then some, someone says something, and someone puns on it, and someone puns on that, and it becomes a big game of circle pun volleyball, as it were. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, and it's almost something that needs to be broken up sometimes. Yeah, but that Dave and Matt awful. are just amazing. They, yeah. Uh, Dave, um, I beat Dave... In 2000, uh, 2011, mm-hmm. in Punch in the final. Uh, in 2012, Dave beat me in the final. Oh, man. And this year, I had Dave in the semifinal yeah. and Matt in the final. 
Wow. So, um, so this was your year then. Yeah. You had to go through both. I had to go through both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And there are two scary. And Dave and I this year we got a brand new category. Yeah. Uh, which was tough. It was tough. Uh, celebrity questions was the category. Celebrity questions. Basically, you had to ask a question in which there was a pun on a celebrity's name as part of the question. Oy. Like, um, like if she didn't pay for her victory, would Oprah win free? Oh my God. You know, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. You know, so we, I have, I've, I've got a copy of the two, uh, 2009 is when you had the cooking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have, I have, I, th- I think it's uh, an abridged version of that because I don't know, if it's not full forty-five minutes. No, it, but it's, a co- it's on cooking, and there's three of you guys. Yeah, I'm guessing it's the uh, my 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 friend Matt actually went with me that year, and he recorded them. So I'm guessing it's his thing. It's possible. It, it just it it went so long his camera ran out of battery. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, because uh, no one no one was expecting it to go that long. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's like. You go out there and play a full game of football or a full game of basketball. You're exhausted at the end of it. Yeah. Same thing with doing 45 minutes well, of puns because well, I wouldn't. No, it's close. I'm mm. going to play basketball later today, and I would. <laughs> I would. I would say I'll probably but, be well, more exhausted mentally, as, like maybe chess or some other mind exhausting game. Right. It, it. 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 But it. But for some reason, it tires your body as well because you're using so much of your mind, and you're not even. It's almost maybe because maybe your body becomes. Um, uh, uh, atrophied because you're not using it. You're just thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, or it goes into shock and can't believe that its own brain is doing I mean, what it's doing. I mean, you're with these people and there's so many good things and you're just trying to think of that next obscure bit of information you know about that. It's a, uh, I call it the mental Rolodex. Yeah. You get that topic, you thr- roll through that to men- anything you can think about on that topic. Um, you know, uh, I mean, we were doing cooking. I went so far as to say stuff like... Um, it's a kid's show. Keep be careful. No, no. <laughs> cooking was something like... Uh, I think Trey would bring us a glass, uh, a set of drinks. Wouldn't Trey? <laughs> you know. I mean, you didn't get a strike? I would have I given you a strike. No. I would have given you a technical. I would have <laughs> given you the pun equivalent of a technical. <laughs> well, sometimes the, sometimes the judges do that. Sometimes the judges, uh, the MCs, uh, will say it's not really a pun or... Um, you know, sometimes they'll use it in a word, and sometimes people use it in a way that's very, um, that is kind like of vague and non-specific. Not necessarily vague, but too literal. So uh, they'll use a uh, little definition of the word, but but put some clever wording around it. But even though even though the definition is still literal, and they'll say, "All right, but can you make that into a pun?" Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know these and these judges that they have during pun slingers. Um, I mean, they know stuff. They're all multiple winners. Uh, yeah. David Guggenheim, uh, Brian uh, Brian Oakley, uh, uh, Steve Brooks, uh, Guy Ben Moshi. They they just they know they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, those are monsters in the pun world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Brooks is an accomplished songwriter, mm-hmm. and his some of his stuff uh, and a lot of it with puns. I mean. The the uh, he every time every time he's there he'll entertain us with one of his songs and my favorite is Yoga Lady, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean he, he puns on yodeling, <laughs> Yoga Lady. You know I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, and that, that to me that's brilliant. I mean, yeah. um, 
Now, what do you do to prepare for this type of thing? Oh, let's let's talk about, well, let's, before we get into that. So the other part of the, the other competition, yeah. which is to me, I can't, I mean, they're both really impressive. Uh, but but this is like more like the long form. If right. if punching is the sprint, this is the marathon. Yeah, this is punniest of show. Yeah, and so what um, this is, you want to explain exactly yeah, what it is? Yeah, you uh, basically write your own routine. Uh, ninety seconds. You, you get ninety seconds with a thirty second leeway, so you could technically do a routine up to two minutes. Mm-hmm. Pick whatever topic you want. Um, throw in as many puns as you want, but you know you kind of create a story. Um, and there's no there's no like pun minimum like you must have at least no. twenty puns. Some people will uh, I've had I've heard people do a shaggy dog story where they'll just where they'll use the whole ninety seconds building up to one pun. Um, wow! And while while that can be just as entertaining, sometimes it doesn't go over with the judges because you know it's just one pun. Yeah, um, I would disqualify them immediately. Well, I mean. The the only way you can really get disqualified in, in uh, punnies of shows is if you go over two minutes. Mm-hmm. They judge it. There's six judges. Uh, each gives a score between one and ten. They drop the top and the lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are all again people who who've written joke books, written uh, written pun books. Kids joke books or? I'm sorry. Kid joke books. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know sometimes adult joke books as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but. It, the, the process for writing a punniest of show it's difficult because you don't want to pick a topic that's so obscure that no one's going to get your jokes right um, but then you also want to pick a topic that you can actually make easy jokes on that can fit well into a story mm-hmm. uh, my technique personally is I'll, I'll pick my topic um, and I usually will pick something I know uh, the first year I've been there five times. The first year there I did, I did uh, soap. I made a soap opera kind of thing, and I used soap and shampoo names as, <laughs> as my puns. Yeah. Second year I did a uh, a uh, a sit. I did used sitcom titles. Oh. So now when you pick a title, because like, you want you did one for cooking. I'm gonna put a couple of the examples on on the website. So when you pick a topic, I mean you pick it at random, or do you pick something you know? And then, I, then how do you come up with words that you... Because you did one on cooking, which is right. brilliant. The, my, really, the herbs and spices one yeah. or, the, or the cheese one? Uh, this is the uh, the herbs and spices one, the one I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, because um, you really pick... Each each sentence is like another pun on a spice. Right. And it's... Well, I like to pick stuff that I know or that I can easily research and stuff that has a lot of variety to it. I mean, you think of how many herbs and spices are out there. There's hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, previous year I did cheeses. How many cheeses? You go to yeah. Whole Foods, how many yeah. cheeses are in there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, cheeses. Uh, <laughs> um, so I uh, I basically will will find, will pick my topic. I'll write a list. I'll literally write a list of words in that topic. You know, so I'll write sage, chervil, oregano, marjoram, dill. You know, I'll just li- list them. And then I'll just look at them, and I will look at them, and I say, okay, I can make a line with uh, dill. Okay, it's no big dill. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just write the lines yeah. by themselves. Uh, oh. And then I can see what lines kind of have similar themes around them, mm-hmm. and I can create a story around that. Hmm. Um, and it's it, and there's there's certain themes that kind of work all the time. I mean. 
it's it's like country it's a bit like country music yeah um yeah you know love troubles always work in pun routines sure. um you know no uh, shocker there <laughs> it, it, it happens um yeah. you know any type of the any type of any archetypal type of story you sure know? like uh, i did a I did a mystery. I did a, like a film noir mystery once with a bunch of different games as the as my theme. Mm, that's right um, up my alley. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. Uh, my final joke was, I was just watching the, the movie. Seen it? Um, <laughs> but but uh, and the ones you know you, you you put this together, and then you you scan it and see how long it runs. Um, if you have to trim, you trim, but then you also look at puns that aren't exactly working. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was doing, uh, I was doing a routine on different types of cheeses, uh, uh, in 2012 and I really wanted to put a line in about a Spanish Medusa saying hello, because that will be a Gorgonzola, <laughs> but it just did not fit in with the rest of the song at all. So I, it, I, I made a song about cheeses last year. Um, it just didn't fit in, so I had to cut it. Uh, <laughs> I had to cut the cheese. cheese. Yeah. Hey-o. Uh, Bam, beat you to it. I just beat go. a world champion. I just beat a world champion pun. Um, Panersnamaziak. <laughs> what is it? Panersnamaziak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the process is daunting. I honestly, to tell you the truth, I have, I've picked a topic for this year, but I haven't started writing yet. Do you want to reveal it, or do you not want to, do you not care to reveal yeah. your secrets? You don't have to. No pressure. I will say this. It's trees. I'm gonna go with trees. Trees. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yep. But I want. I'm not, I and I have an idea of what I want to do with it, but yeah. I haven't started writing yet. So. Okay. No, that's fair. But um. So now here's here's a question. Um, you, you know what I was shocked as I watched. I was watching your, your performances, and you also we're gonna we're gonna get into this topic. You are also you also do a little pro wrestling managing, mm-hmm. which is interesting because you're the second pro wrestling manager I've had on the show, completely by <laughs> coincidence. Um. And I was shocked that you didn't have more of a character up there. Like, I think you could really, like, with your unique skill set, and and you could like go up there with like a character every year oh, that well, you do. And some people do. It depends on it depends on what you're doing as far as the punny of the show. When I did the uh, the thing with the games, yeah, I came out with their I came out with a shirt, tie, slacks, and a fedora. And I did the whole the whole Humphrey Bogart type thing, yeah, the whole film yeah. noir type thing. Um, the the it it that's a it's a double edged sword that because if you go there with a good character, it might help sell them, sell your routine and your puns. Yeah. But you also have to be careful about crafting a character at the expense of the routine and the puns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think m- my personal preference is just go out there and do it, and that, and that's because performance it, the perform performance is judged. That's part of the that's part of the criteria for judging. Yeah. Um, some people go out there with Atlantis costumes. I've seen people in chicken suits. I've seen people with oil, oil derricks on their head, uh, <laughs> pith helmets. The um, the people there's there's one guy who uh, competes. He's uh, in a wheelchair. He actually built a spaceship around his wheelchair, uh, and he did a space. Uh, oh wow! Uh, routine. Um, but for me, I if I if a character comes up. In the midst of creating the uh, my routine, great. Uh, I don't try to force it though, mm-hmm. uh, because the focus for me is on the puns and getting them down and getting them memorized. Because there's a lot of people out that go out to the pun off and for punnies of show, 
who have really good routines, but they're standing the mic with their routine in hand, which is not against the rules. Mm-hmm. But it's Bush but, League, though. But it's not respected. Yeah, they're they're reading, they're looking down, reading. In fact, if I can, maybe I can use the mic as an example. They're gonna tell a pun, and they're gonna talk like a pun. Oh, yeah. and a pun again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and it just it comes out so monotone uh, that where the puns may be funny, the performance is not there. Me, uh, as a actor, you know, in training or whatever you want to call it, or former actor, I don't know what you call it. Actor um, training. You did the before and after right there. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I used to. I I haven't, I haven't pursued acting in a long time, but yeah. I would like to. So. Um, I personally like to memorize my routine mm. because that way I can just look at the, at the crowd. Um, and if you, if you watch my routine online from last year with the, uh, with the herbs and spices, you'll see I'm talking directly to the crowd. I'm like just engaging them. Mm-hmm. And that's really part of it to me. Um, yeah, that was a great routine, man. Well, here's the thing. So you, you won both pun slingers and punnies of show last year. Yeah. So do you think, are you, have you peaked? Or are you like are you hitting your prime? Like what's what's it gonna look like this year? In in May, right? In May, yeah. Yeah, um, what does it look like, man? It's it's one of those things you can never predict because there's so many people and you never who know who's gonna be in the competition based on that sign up and who's gonna be in there first. Because they only take thirty two people for the uh, punnies of show also. Yeah. You never know who's gonna be there, what kind of puns they're gonna do. Um when I Last year, at the, uh, when I did my herbs and spice thing, I think I, I was later in the in the competition. I was like maybe thirteenth or fourteenth. I don't know. I forget. But there was someone who went on like number five or six, who also did herbs and spices in their routine. Oh, dude! So I'm like, oh man, the judges have heard the, the you know, when that happens, there's a good chance. I would say maybe a good sixty seventy percent chance that mm-hmm. at least one of your puns is going to be <clears throat> done by someone Excuse else who's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did the game thing, uh, and there was there was a mother and daughter who competed, and they did a thing on games as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, see, in that situation, that's not necessarily um, the kiss of death. No, because like when I was in high school, I had a I was in a big competition, an acting competition, and I did the same routine as someone else. Mm-hmm. Now, what killed me is the other one was way better because they had rewritten it a little bit. So I looked worse because I didn't have as good of a routine. I'm just being honest. In those situations. It's possible that the ones that went before you were actually worse. So when they saw yours, they had mm-hmm. something crappy to compare it to. Well, I mean, you can say it. It's okay. No, man. that's it's the truth. But there's also the feeling in my head, in your head, at least it was in mine, that if they didn't like them, that might sour them on the topic. Also, eh, maybe. I mean, it, it's it's hard to tell. It's that's such a mind screw. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Getting in your own head. Yeah, and that's one of my big issues. I've always in my own head on everything. I mean, I never think my routine's good enough, even though my coworkers, my roommates say it's great. My my mother's been down there for the past two years of the competition, yeah. also. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's great. Uh, yeah, it's. Was she okay with the punning growing up, or was, did oh, she? Yeah. Did you ever get kicked out of the house, or was she? No, no, no. Um, I, I would have put you out on the street. I'm not lying. My my whole family's a family of jokers, not necessarily punning jokers, uh, more like practical jokers a lot, but yeah. Um, <laughs> But see, in a way, in a way, puns also grow your mind because you can understand how words work in different ways. I mean, I love, I love words. Uh, I just, you know, I I love the sound of them that they can make different things happen with them. Um, 
I love the fact that you can rhyme orange, which people don't think you can rhyme. Well, I mean, it's not it's not easy to rhyme, especially with one word. But if you think of door hinge, mm. it's a rhyme for orange. Yeah. Um, unless you're one of those weird people who say orange, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the fact that words are so interesting. And in I mean, even even foreign words. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. I don't know how much if you know Spanish at all. I know Spanish pretty well. Okay, so one of one of my favorite jokes is is a Spanish is a pun in Spanish. Mm. This guy goes into Walmart mm-hmm. and he speaks Spanish. He doesn't speak any English. I think I know this one. Go ahead, continue. The right. audience doesn't. This is a good. And one. Uh, he goes up to the gentleman at the man's men's counter and, and the guy says, "Can I help?" you? He says, uh, "Necesito calcetines." He says, "I'm sorry, I don't understand calcetines." So he starts bringing different points in the men's direction. He points at some trousers. No. Points at shirts. No. Finally gets the socks. He points at the socks. And the guy goes, S-O-C-K-S. And the guy said, well, why didn't you spell it in the first place? <laughs> I have heard that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And I'm like, that's brilliant that you can do that with words. And another language. Yes. I mean, you're, you're combining languages. And you're using the language barrier as the foundation mm-hmm. of the joke. So. There's a lot going on, man. Doing, doing all sorts of that. Uh, uh, word acrobatics. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and I think it really expands your mind. I mean, I, you know, it, it becomes it becomes more creativity, um, and that's kind of where I came up with my wrestling manager, yeah, character uh, who, who was originally going to be a superhero. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. I didn't tell you that. Yeah. Um. Well, let me ask you one other question. Let's yes. then let's move into wrestling. Okay. What are the groupies like? What are the pun groupies like? There, there are a lot of people who go to this pun off. Yeah. There, there had to have been like a thousand people there last year. Yeah. Um, groupies. And, what are the groupies like? <laughs> What's it like backstage? Um, Give me the backstage dirt. There's. I unfortunately, I wish I had groupies. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll just grab a bunch of people, make them wear the letter E. They can be my group E's. Um, <laughs> oh, well, you know what's funny? As I was doing my research, um, Shakespeare was a big punter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used he loved language. I mean, you must be a Carlin fan too. Um, you know, both of them. I mean, in different levels of you know proficiency, use language to kind of joke around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I mean, I I mean that's I love stand up comedy too. And the ones that get me are the ones who pun. I mean, Gallagher. Gallagher used puns a lot. Carrot Top. Carrot Top, I mean, it's visual puns. That's his whole act is visual puns. Yeah. Um, He's actually a lot funnier than people give him credit for. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. he he comes off as like a joke. I think like in the... And if you don't if you tell him, if you don't say that to him now, he'll come and kill you because he's huge. Yeah, he's a, oh. he, he's, he's jacked. He's, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but he's he's legitimately way more funny than what people... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what? You know, what kind of annoyed me about you were show, you were giving me some of the, the group sites for for a group that is so into words and spelling. They have a, a an organization. It's called um, let me get it right here. Punsters United Nearly Yearly. Yeah, which spells puny, puny. right? But it's not punny. You would think it would be punny. Well, we right. Well, we actually, I believe uh, they, I believe they actually call it punny. Yeah, but that's but the, you see, man. Like you're, t- right. you're dealing with a group of people who appreciate also, language, and then they're, you know, just to make just for convenience sake, they're yes, just but, pronouncing a but word. But they also have the potty. What's that? Punster of the year, P O T Y. Wouldn't that be potty? Isn't potty P O T T Y? 
Dude, you guys suck. What's but see, going on? But see, that's the thing. S-U-K. You guys, S-U-K. <laughs> uh, punsters also prefer having a little bit of creative license. I guess that's true. Yeah. All right, I'm going to Because we're guys. taking creative licenses with our words anyhow, so we might as well do it with our acronyms as well. <laughs> right? Uh, all right, We're acronymbal that. that way. I, I'll give you that one. Um, so, uh, so let's talk about your, your wrestling character. So you were going to be a superhero. Yeah. Um, and it says Lex Icon, right? Lex Icon. Pretty clever name. Uh, with my love of words, and I always thought about this guy who was a, who was like a human. I always call him a human dictionary and a wrestling encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was always just going to call him Lexicon. Mm-hmm. The way it started was there was a reality show, a few years ago, maybe five six years ago, called Who Wants to Be a Superhero? Stan Lee. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The yeah. show on the Sci-Fi Network. I fell in love with this show. I'm. I'm like I'm a game show fan, mm-hmm. not necessarily so the reality shows, but yeah. this one caught my interest. I loved it. Um, well, a lot of game shows are. I mean, a lot of reality shows are game shows. You know, I mean, Survivor's a game. Well, show. Survivor's a game show. Amazing yeah. Race is a game show. But when you get stuff like The Bachelorette and, um, you know, that uh, Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. that's a reality show. Well, I mean, Bachelor. The Bachelor is a game show. But I can't diss reality shows at the moment because there's. A <laughs> There might be things in the works. Who knows? Right, Who knows? right. There's going to be a reality show on the pun-off. Who knows? Um, <laughs> when I, I watched the first two seasons of this Who Wants to Be a Superhero, and I was I loved both of them, and they said they were casting for a third season. I'm like, oh, i got to create a character. And all these people who were on the show had some sort of cause. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one was like to clean up pollution. One was to do this, Captain do that. Captain Planet? Well, I think it was a lady. I think her name was Basura. <laughs> Spanish for trash. Um but mine, I've I've always been a fan of literacy and reading and spelling and grammar. I mean, I go on the internet and I see people spelling the word there wrong. Oh, drive me bananas. Oh, B a n a n a s. Yeah. You know, when I when I go to work or go to see signs, and I see signs with words spelled wrong on them, and I'm like, mm, like it's the it's with the apostrophe mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. drives me nuts. So I figured, well, you know. A lot of these people don't learn stuff in school anymore. A lot of kids don't learn learn grammar and differently. When I was a kid in school, we had something called the schwa. The schwa. The schwa. It was the it was uh, basically this the sound for an unaccented syllable that sounded like uh, mm-hmm. represented in dictionaries by an upside down e. Oh right, yeah. Um, I don't even know if they teach the schwa anymore. Definitely not. But stuff like that made me think. Okay, I want to create a superhero that has literacy and grammar and proper speaking and spelling. The lamest superhero ever. Hey, <laughs> you know. Have you ever read an issue of Batman? <laughs> or The Punisher. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, the thing was on this show, on this reality show, yeah. all the causes that these superheroes were fighting for were like normal everyday causes, you know. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, killing uh, the bad guy because they killed your family at the circus right um, so I decided to create this character called Lexicon because Lexicon sounds like a cool superhero name it's a good name I mean I could have done Letterman but that's been done already on the electric company that's a that's a shout out to the electric company Gene Wilder and Joan Rivers fans out there yeah Letterman um so Lexicon, I had this. I had this whole vision of this outfit that I wanted to make. I actually wanted to wear this like shiny plastic, almost PVC bright yellow with <laughs> oh, letters all over it, be really flashy, what? and have this um, 
Please tell me someone talked you out of that. Uh, well, what ended up happening was the show never had a third season. Oh. They ended up going over to England to do the show with kids over on BBC or ITV or one of those over there. Um, and they never did it again here. I was like, oh, bummer. So I just sat on Lexicon for a while. But I still had the idea that I wanted to do in my head. And I even thought about like creating a like, like an assembly that I can go to uh, schools with. Mm-hmm. with it. But uh, uh, I start a lot of things in my life and I never finish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now I've always been a fan of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since I was a, ever since like 1985, uh, I've been watching wrestling uh, in some form or another. The height of the Hulk Hogan era. Yeah, uh, I I still remember. I think the first wrestling show I ever watched was a Saturday Night's Main Event where Uncle Elmer, this huge uh, hillbilly character, got married. Um, <laughs> that, I, that's my earliest wrestling memory. But it was it was it was a way though for. Uh, I was always actor boy and games and all this stuff. My dad was Joe Jock. He mm-hmm. was football, baseball, basketball, uh, track. Uh, you know, you name you name a sport. He he did it in high school and whatnot. And so he was really into sports. I was never so much into sports. I was into bowling, which mm-hmm. is just not really a sport. Oh, it's a sport. <laughs> I watch it every Sunday. There's a professionals. Yeah, as one person says, to be a sport, more than three fingers have to sweat. Um, so, but this was kind of a way that it kind of merged our worlds because you had the athleticism, mm-hmm. but you also had the drama. Right. And it was just wonderful to me. Uh, um, pro wrestling, you're, talk, you're preaching the choir. Pro wrestling is the most beautiful synergy mm-hmm. of, of acting and, and athletics that there is in the yeah. planet. So flash forward now to 1998. Okay. Um, I'm in Hazleton, Pennsylvania with my mother, living with my mother, and, uh, there's a local wrestling federation in the town we're living in. I start going as a fan. I get to know the guy, people who run it um, off of the Wild Samoan. And this is ECW era, too. I mean, that's yeah. also in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, and I went to ECW shows. Never went to the ECW arena, but I went to ECW shows. Hmm. And I got to know some of the people, too. I got to know. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Shane Douglas fan. Hmm. It's a franchise. Yeah. Um, but this little independent in Pennsylvania was run by... They, it was run technically by this guy named Johnny Glitter, but overall supervised by Afa the Wild Samoan. Yeah. And so I got to know Afa and his wife and his daughter uh, and, his, and his son, uh, Afa Jr. And they did a, a storyline one day where all the heels beat up the ring announcer. Heels are bad guys. Yeah. If you haven't listened to my previous podcast with uh, <laughs> Percy Pringle, a.k.a. Paul Bear. Uh, well, and it looked... To me, it actually seemed like not a work. Mm. Uh, Storyline. Storyline. Work is when you work in the crowd. <laughs> uh, it actually seemed real because a lot of people didn't like this guy. So I went to Afa. Everyone said, if you guys need another ring announcer, I'd be willing to do it for nothing. So just, you know, just get me into the shows for nothing and I'll, you know, I'll ring announce. Well, I eventually got the gig. Mm. Um, worked as a ring announcer for there for about six months uh, while I was... Working there one night, they had to leave the the gym open while they were returning a truck that they had borrowed from someone because uh, they left the keys to the gym as collateral for this truck. <laughs> Wrestling things work that way. Um, but I was I was there with one of the other, one of the one of the wrestlers, and I 
was telling them how much I, you know, I, I went to all the trainings too, because mm-hmm. I would, you know, if they needed something from the store, I'll run grab it from the store from, you know, I just helped out where I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by watching these guys, I learned how they do some of the stuff they do. So uh, I learned how to take my first bump just by watching, and watching Alpha teach them and this, that, and the other. And so uh, we were going to do a, a gimmick at the end of the. Uh, my last show, unfortunately, it fell through. No worries. Came out to, to moved out to California in '99. Went to a couple wrestling shows here and there, but never really did anything with it. Um, then about, I guess, three years ago, I went to a show uh, for a territory league, and uh, which is a federation out here. And I and I knew that territory league was owned by. Uh, Reno Anawaii, who's re- related to Afa, mm-hmm. also Rikishi, mm-hmm. and Gangrel. Mm-hmm. And Gangrel trained under Afa, so I mean, they, they're Wild Samoan dynasty. So I wore my Wild Samoan t-shirt, and I got I met one of the workers there named Cody Phipps, and uh, he just say hey, he noticed my, he noticed my t-shirt, and then we started talking, and we became good friends. Uh, and Cody eventually, you know, we started hanging out, and then Cody said one day that a friend of his was doing a show. Would I like to be on it in a battle royal? Now, I had never actually as a, as a participant as a participant in a battle royal. Now, I had never actually worked a match. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you let him know that? Yeah, he knows, and he basically <laughs> just said, you know, basically in there you throw some punches, throw some kicks, whatever, and you get thrown out. I'm like, but you weren't going to win it. No, <laughs> not my first time. Um, but I basically said, you know what? Why the hell not? Back then, this wasn't a phrase, but I'll use it now. YOLO. Yeah. Um, I hate that phrase. So I'm like, why not? You only live once. What the, What harm could it possibly cause? You know? YOLO. Well, unfortunately, the Battle Royal fell through because a lot of people didn't uh, didn't uh, come out for the show. But instead, they had me ref. Now, I had ref. I had referee shirts from uh, doing comedy sports improv that I do. So I'm like, I can referee. I mean, how, how hard is it to count to three or to count someone on the ropes? Well, you, you run know? the match. You didn't yeah. know that at the time. Um, I did I did somewhat. Mm-hmm. You know. um, and uh, I was there, and they told me to watch their guy. His name is Jay Stone. Uh, and pretty much he's one of the best in the business, and I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Stone is a wonderful – He's, I would say he's, he's my mentor in refereeing. I mean, I've heard – I've gotten – Tips from a lot of them. So I started refereeing different shows, independents in the area, and then I started training. Um, I was I went up to the show Millennium Pro Wrestling up in Simi Valley. I loved their show. I loved the show they put on, and they had a they were having a Christmas party at a bowling alley, and uh, I went. And there wasn't a lot of people there, but I went. I met the guy who's the head trainer of their school, uh, Steve Adkins. Um, if you if you're a fan of the Atkins diet, right? No, no. Uh, if you if you ever watched uh, Ohio Valley wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, he wrestled there under the name of Seth Skyfire. Mm. Uh, Ohio Valley is a, is a major like triple A type of wrestling right. league for it was for WWE now. I think it's for TNA. Right. Um, but he we're getting, told, we're getting real deep into. All right. Well, he told me <laughs> he told me about the school. Yeah. And I. Started training at the school back, I guess it was March of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I started learning how to actual wrestle. Because as a manager, you have, need to know how to take the bumps. You know how to do. You need to know basically everything the regular wrestlers know. Yeah. Plus the talking and psychology part. The talking part, I figured I'd have no trouble. You know, with, with my puns and all this stuff. I'm, I mean, I've 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 done stand up. I've sung in front of people. I love karaoke. I have no problem performing to a crowd. So I figured the talking part's down. It's the physical I don't have. But I always thought that I'd be a better manager than wrestler because I know myself. I know that I can be clumsy. Plus, I know that I have this verbal talent with, mm-hmm. with the puns. Mm-hmm. So I figured, why not use my gifts of words and why not bring back lexicon? Mm-hmm. So I brought, le- brought back lexicon and I toyed with the name for a while. Dusting off that bright yellow outfit. <laughs> no, I never actually made the outfit. But the one part of the outfit that I wanted to keep, I still have. Um, because now I've seen the outfit because now you kind of look like the Riddler in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Well, my first outfit, I had this silk shirt. It was actually kind of a hip-hop shirt that I, <laughs> that I found in a, um, in a theater uh, costume uh, shop, and no one was using it, so I took it. Um, it was this silk print shirt. It was just a bunch of colored squares. And in each square, I, put, I just stuck on a, a sign letter, one of, those letters, one of those things you buy at Staples to put on a poster board to make signs. Yeah. And I looked like a, a giant game of boggle. Um, but I, Which I, I'm going to put a post a picture of Boggle up on the website for those of you who are unaware. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I always liked was I always wanted to have this little staff or stick or gimmick they probably staff. call it. Nerd yeah. alert. <laughs> cane. Cane. But I don't use it as cane. I usually use scepter. Scepter is more like it. Stick a beat up all, using a word like of that. Children's wooden alphabet blocks just stacked up. It's not creepy in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call me pedophile. Uh, no, um, but I, I came. I did this shirt because see, I'm old school wrestling fan. I wanted my my guy to be a combination of Bobby the Brain Heenan for the smarts, mm-hmm. Jim Cornette, talking skills, mm-hmm. and uh, really obscure, somewhat Sir Oliver Humperdinck. <laughs> When he was in WWE, his flamboyance. And you sound just like Percy Pringle, by the way. I don't, you should listen to that episode. Like he started out in the same way, had the same people who you guys are very similar in ways. I mean, I got to meet Jim Cornette on two different occasions, and he's, I, he's good, he's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I loved, I loved the flashiness of the outfit that that um, that uh, Oliver Humperdinck wore, and I wanted to do something like that. So I did that, and then. The shirt I had was so old it started getting torn and this that and the other. And I'm like, I can't afford thirty bucks at the tailor every time I want to fix a shirt. And I try. I looked for another shirt like it, could not find a thing. So I'm thinking, okay, then why don't I just do just a black shirt with the letters on it? And I happen to find these at Joanne Fabrics. These uh, plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not a sponsor. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry at Joanna Fabrics. There. <laughs> yeah. uh, I found these uh, stick-on, these iron-on letters that were metallic and like a mirror finish. Hmm. And I'm like, those are perfect. They're lowercase. That's that's my only issue. I want the uppercase ones. Yeah. I actually wrote to the company and said I don't have them. But, what? Yeah. I, I have. I had this old derby hat I got for a, for Halloween one year. I was doing Charlie Chaplin. I put these letters all over it. Uh, I had the stick made with the uh, with all the alphabet blocks. Um and then I started wearing black slacks and this black shirt with uh, this black button shirt with all the letters on it. So people call me the Alphabet Riddler. Um, That's what it looks like. It, it just, 
and it's it, it it's catchy. I mean, I I could do a lot. When I was uh, I was working for a federation down in Santa Ana, World Power Wrestling, and um, because I was where I was still wearing the colorful shirt at that time, and because I was colorful, flamboyant, and loud, and talked about letters a lot. Yeah, the kids just started naturally calling me Barney. Like the dinosaur. Really? Yeah, it literally happened, and it yeah, it got over. It, I don't know how, but I was thrilled. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, any way to get over. Yeah. And so they call me Barney, the call me the Riddler. You. Lex Icon loves it. And I designed Lex Icon also the, the fact that he could be a heel or a good guy, a face. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Lex's catchphrase, either way, as a, as a bad guy, ABC in you. The pun. <laughs> Or as a good guy, ABC in you. you know, either way, it works. Yeah. And it's a pun. And and so, you, you, so you've tied your two loves and talents together into mm-hmm. that. I, I, I just wish I had more, uh, and hopefully soon I will have more uh, opportunities for Lex to talk. Because the place I've been working as Lex Icon uh, have been mostly Latino crowds, oh. uh, which are great crowds, don't get me wrong. But it's hard to do interviews and promos yeah. when most of them don't speak a lot of English. Well, just do that and <laughs> I, it got to the point where I just started saying random phrases that I can say in Spanish. Like, ¿Dónde está su batería? Los pantalones son gris. <laughs> La cebolla es deliciosa. <laughs> that, well, that'll get you over. Um, <laughs> well, we we are out of time. But so where can people see your work? I'm going to put some videos on the website. Yeah. Uh, um, and and where are you? Are you booked any place? Any any wrestling going on? Uh, as of right now, I'm not booked. Uh, I may. I'm not sure. I may be booked next Sunday, the ninth at Lucha Pro. Do you have a website? Uh, I personally don't. But you can find what? me on. Tw- I have a Twitter. Oh, what's your Twitter? Uh, p- at Pun Man Ben. P U N M A N M A N B E N B E N Pun Man yeah. Ben. Uh, uh, and you, um, Twitter. I'm on. And you're coming Facebook. up on in, in the, the new uh, the new the new pun off is coming up. Yeah, but it's coming soon, so I gotta get my. You gotta get stuff you gotta in get, order. You gotta get this tree thing going, um, man. Lex Icon also has a uh, fa- uh, Facebook page. You can Facebook Lex Icon. Lex Icon. Yep. Uh, well, there you go, man. Um, all right, Ben. Thank you so much, man, well, for being for here. This, me. Is, this has been very interesting. And uh, yeah, check out the website and have lots of cool new yeah. stuff up there. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Have a good night. Bye.